Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Christmas News, everyone. I am your host, Molly Molshine. My co-host is Casey Bunger. And boy, do we have an action-packed episode today. We've got two guests. Our first guest is Jessica Stevens, who is a Christmas decorator extraordinaire. She truly has been a role model in the Christmas decorating sphere in my life ever since high school. She's going to tell us about her decor sense, which we're calling Scandy Chic. You can learn more about what that means. And she's going to tell us all about the Jersey Italian Christmas that she celebrates every year. Our second guest is Carlos Raul. He is also a longtime friend of our family, and he's going to tell us about how they celebrate Christmas on the West Coast in L.A., where the sun is shining year-round and there's never any snow. He also tells us about some of his family's Mexican Christmas traditions and all of the amazing food they eat. And in light of our conversation with Carlos, which revolved a lot around Christmas Day breakfast, we are asking our listeners to drop us a line and tell us what is it that you eat for breakfast on Christmas morning? Because it seems like a lot of people just kind of wing it. And we're very interested in finding out more about that. So drop us a line, send it to at Christmas News Pod on Instagram. Please let us know what your Christmas breakfast plans are. And we've got so much more in this episode. We're talking about how to line the rim of your cocktail with Ferrero Rocher. We're talking about Christmas romantic comedies in general. Oprah's favorite things. I got to sit on a call with someone from Bed Bath & Beyond this week to hear about their holiday preparation. Casey went to Kristen Cavallari and Reese Witherspoon's stores in Nashville this weekend and surveyed the holiday goods. We're going to go into our ongoing struggle to stop buying things from Amazon. And we're getting into whether we're for or against COVID-themed Christmas decorations. Yikes. So follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Molly Molshine. Follow Casey on Instagram at CaseyDia1. Follow Christmas News Pod for all of the best Christmas memes and TikToks under the sun. And please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and send it to a friend, even if they're going to wait until after Thanksgiving to listen to it. Now, please enjoy this episode of Christmas News. All right. Hello, Casey Bunker. Hey, Molly Molshine. What Christmas character are you this week? Um, okay, this week I am Julie Andrews in Eloise at Christmas Time, which I don't know if everybody has seen that one. I used to love it when I was little, but you know, Eloise, who lives at the Plaza Hotel in New York, um, li- lives with her nanny, played by Julie Andrews. And Julie Andrews is frequently a bit hungover in all of the scenes if you look closely you can tell so I'm feeling a little bit like that because I may have had one too many glasses of wine last night 
So that's my energy today. Like her character is not supposed to be hungover. She just looks hungover. No, the character is hungover, but it's like a subtle hungover. Like if you're like kids wouldn't notice it, but she always is like touching her head and trying to get the Advil and um, yeah. What a fascinating character choice (laughs) in terms of like when they made that movie, they were like, how are we going to make this appeal to adults in addition to kids? Let's make her hungover. That's true. Which is probably why I haven't watched it much as an adult, because <laughs> that was the only relatable thing about it for adults. And it's triggering for an adult to see another adult adult being hungover. Let's be serious. Honestly. So what's your Christmas drink this week? Oh, um, this week I'm drinking this Trader Joe's Nog Protein Beverage Smoothie. Oh. It's both... It's both a beverage and a smoothie, apparently. So <laughs> why um, is it called that? It's I, like SE, it's like SEO optimization on the bottle. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't know why they would call it that, but it's pretty good. It just tastes like regular nog, but if you drink the whole thing, it's got 20 grams of protein. 20 grams? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you like eggnog? I don't really like it. I love eggnog. Dan I and that. I go through cartons during the holidays. And I think like I always gain weight after the holidays every year. And I think it's like majority the nog, but we can't stop. Yeah. What do you like about it? I don't know. It's just like creamy and delicious. (laughs) Sounds gross. I can't sell it. You just like it or you don't. There's no selling it to someone who doesn't like it. I love it. Put a little nutmeg on the top. Mm-hmm. Delish. Yeah, those Christmas spices, they cover up all manner of sins, you know? You just add a little nutmeg to something and it's just 20 times better. It's not covering anything up. It tastes to me like if Mike Pence was a drink. That's rude. I'm going to tell you the character I feel like this week. Martha May Houvier from <gasps> French. Oh my god. Why? Because you have to be worthy of being Martha May. I know. You gotta prove it. Here's the thing. I've been really going whole hog this weekend with ordering Christmas decorations and a tree. Our tree just got in this morning. We needed a new tree because we never had one in this apartment. Cause as I mentioned last week, last year we had a real tree. So we needed to get a good fake tree. Um, and I ordered one that has fake snow, fake berries and pine cones on it. And I'm just so excited. It came this morning. We didn't open it yet. We're going to put it up tonight. I ordered for all my British uh, listeners, Paper Chase, which is the stationery store. They always have the cutest, quirkiest little Christmas things. So I ordered all these ornaments. They didn't come in yet. I'm going to surprise Nick with them. They are the weirdest ornaments. There's a scotch egg ornament. There's, (laughs) There's a turkey ornament. There's so many different weird things. There's a cow because I love cows. I got all these ornaments. And I I realized though last night, like Nick was just trying to live his life and I was being a little bit of a Christmas tyrant. So that was where like, not only am I really excited about my decorations this week, but I'm also, I'm, I'm like going a little bit too hard. And I yeah. realized that, but that's what makes me feel like Martha May Houvier. Yeah. And you have a really cute headband on and- God knows that gal can accessorize. So, okay. I think you've earned it. I love this. Isn't it cute? That's really cute. Also, I didn't know that you loved cows. Oh my God. I love cows. Why do you think I am vegan like half the time or like 20% of the time? I don't know why. (laughs) I know. I don't either. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love cows and chickens. Like, I think they're so cute. I love them. Since when? That's Forever. so funny. Ask Nick, ask Nick. Because whenever we're in Ireland, we see so many cows and chickens and I just freaking love them. Like, I love a cow. Oh my God. I'm yeah. a little drunk already. Do you want to hear about my- Are you? Yeah, just a little. Do you want to hear about my drink? Oh, yeah. I didn't think of a name for it yet. I keep drinking it too fast to get a good picture of it because it's so good. But what I did was I took two Ferrero Rocher truffles. I put them on the counter and put saran wrap underneath and saran wrap on top. And then I pulverized them with a spatula. Okay. So then I mixed together hazelnut coffee and... This thing from Marks and Spencer, M&S, it is chocolate chocolate coconut coconut flavor blend. It's basically like a vegan form of Bailey's. Okay. Vodka. So I mixed coffee, this fake Bailey's that's more chocolatey than usual, and vodka. I did a little rim of the glass with the crushed up Ferrero Rocher, and I poured that little mixture in. It's so good. It's like a... It's like a chocolatey espresso martini. And when you do the Ferreros, it's not an exact science. So you get some big chunks stuck to the rim. So it's kind of great because once in a while while you're drinking, you can just be like, and like slurp up a chunk of like hazelnut and chocolate. Okay. That sounds so good. How did you get the um, Ferrero Rocher chunks to stick to the glass? Just water? Because the center of the Ferrero is (gasps) moist. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's the perfect crime. It's self-sticking. Yeah. That is genius. Right? I'm going to make a tutorial of it and put it on our Instagram. Here we are with Jessica Stevens. And if you're watching this on video, believe it or not, that is not a virtual background that she's sitting in front of. That is a real background. So you've always been someone to put the tree up early. I remember... Back when you lived in your parents' house when we were in high school, you would put up a tree in your bedroom every year. I don't know of any other teenager who does that. Yeah, yeah. Full-size tree, except it was one of those trees. It was so old. Do you know how you open them like an umbrella now? It was the type that you had to put each individual branch into the uh, stand. So I would just do a corner tree. I just wouldn't put the back in it. I would just do the full like front and corner and I had to nail, <laughs> put a nail in my wall and tie a rope and to hold it from not like falling over. How did it your was, parents uh, feel about that? They, they didn't care. I did, you know, they were whatever made me happy, you know, as long as they didn't have to put the tree up in the living room and be embarrassed as long as like it closed my, my bedroom door, it was fine. Thanksgiving night, I mean, now I do it way earlier. Normally, November 1st, my tree is up. But Thanksgiving night is when I would take it down um, when I was a kid. But I've really surpassed that now. (laughs) And what was the decor theme at that point? At that point, it was hot pink. And (laughs) everything was like hot pink, glitter, animal print, really. uh, Actually, before that, like really little, it was just like, little fun popsicle ornaments and stuff like that but then as I really progressed I really put my own personal touches on it with the glitter and hot pink and all that stuff but so it was like a super jersey 
oh yes have you you that's who i am yeah <laughs> it would still be leopard and glitter if it was actually i mean leopard's pretty popular now but uh it would still probably be that but i've grown up yeah it was like a perfect 2000s jersey shore type of aesthetic for christmas mm-hmm. i love that yeah it's well my like- room was also hot pink too if you remember yeah so you had blended quite, in nicely you had quite the little high school boudoir so now looking behind you, you have a little bit more of what I'm seeing people call a Scandi chic look this year. It's, I had to Google that. Yeah. Do you think that's an appropriate characterization? Yes, but I do still keep like traditional Christmas involved too. But I am kind of working my way over to just, I want it to all be Scandi. But like, I can't waste, I'm not a waster. So like this tree behind me, like all of those ornaments and stuff, like I can't get rid of that like just yet. And a lot of them have, you know, special meaning to me, whatever. Someday when I have a huge home and I can have different trees, different, you know, it'll, it'll all be, you know, co- cohesive, cohesive. Yes. But is that the goal uh, to one day have a tree for every room? Yeah. Yeah. Different themed rooms. Oh, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Uh, But I was just telling Molly, I really, she just ordered the tree that I want, the really like heavily like snowed on tree. Okay. I would want that in my kitchen though, I think, with like very cute, but not like cutesy, like cheesy, like gingerbread men kind of vibe Mm -hmm. on that. (laughs) I love it. Oh yeah. The gingerbread men is a whole ordeal. If you go gingerbread men, you sort of have to keep that theme going. So like cute. That would be a really good kitchen theme though, because that's where you cook. Obviously, that's where gingerbread men are born is in the kitchen. (laughs) The birthplace of gingerbread. Has the pandemic influenced the way that you're decorating this year at all? Not really. I mean, I wanted to put my tree up in March, but uh, <laughs> that's about it. No, <laughs> no, pandemic has not affected my decorating skills. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's making me definitely go more whole hog even than usual. Like I've been ordering so much stuff just because I know that I'm wow. going to be in my apartment and not leaving for yeah. you know, until after Christmas, basically. So I have just been going even more and more. And I'm going for sort of a retro cozy vibe and sort of maximalist. Like, I think that when I'm done with my decorating, some people might be like, whoa, that's too much and there's too much stuff. But it's kind of like, I want it to look like a 1960s Christmas threw up all over my living room. You were saying, and I think it's really admirable that you want a new tree, but you're just keeping the tree you have because you're like, I'm not going to get a new tree. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I I, I can't uh, rationalize just throwing out this tree. There's nothing, there's, you know, the, it, was, it was a pre-lit tree when I first got it like 10 years ago. <laughs> and now like none of the lights work on it. So I just put my own lights on it. I, I, just, yeah. I, I never like to waste. So until it like starts like, the fake trees start the needles start to like come off every year obviously and then it starts to look a little janky then you got to get rid of it but this tree's fine so it's a martha stewart in case anyone's wondering wow i didn't know she made christmas trees kmart 10 years ago i don't know why i was in there but i was and i was like i love that tree love that tree 
I saw a tip online for if your artificial tree is looking sparse, take green garlands that look like tree branches and wrap them around the holy areas. I thought that was Mm -hmm. the inside sometimes, I mean, is wrapped with uh, garland just to like make it look more full too. Um, I, I used to take old branches from another tree and stuff. I had a, a really janky tree at one point and like stuff the other branches into the newer tree. It was terrible, but <laughs> you work with what you got. I don't know. <laughs> that is great though. It's really good because yeah, like it's so easy now to just go out and buy something new and get rid of your old stuff. So it's just great to be more sustainable. I'm low key sustainable. Like I don't talk about it a lot, but I am low key sustainable. Yeah. I hate that's the best think. kind of sustainable yeah yeah I'm not shoving it down anyone's throat you know do do yeah. you but I'm gonna do me <laughs> you are Jan's daughter that's the thing how what have Resourceful. you learned, have what have you learned from your mom with Christmas decorations and stuff like that because your mom is you know I would she say surpasses me she surpasses everyone she she's just like on another level of homemaker and beautiful decor and just having the perfect home we so we have two very different styles of decorating hers is very like cartoonish um but like I appreciate her decorating and like when I showed her like the tree thing that I wanted to do on the table like totally not something she would do but like we're funny like then she'll be on the hunt now for more of these trees and she'll like call me and be like okay five below has like you know like she she's totally on board it's not her vibe but like she she's totally in it and like her house you walk into her house my mom has like four Christmas trees in her house which is outrageous I know um but it's like you walk in and there's like these gingerbread men like decorating her like front steps and they're like like you know one's holding like a string of like candy and the other one's like like connecting it and they're like scaling the walls like oh my god that's so cute it's like a little gingerbread workshop when you first walk in like totally different styles but like she can come over and like she helped me with the tree um this year and like I was like this isn't working like I don't like this and she'll like move something like an inch and I'm like oh I like that so much better she's just she's really good I learned from her all the time but she decorates like for every holiday really well so uh, so, so what yeah. would her and your favorite stores be for Christmas decorations? Home goods, Marshalls, always, you know, and then you find like yeah. random stuff, like she'll be in like Kohl's and like, she'll be like, can you believe it? Kohl's? <laughs> I know, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, we kind of get from all over, but home goods is just, but you have to go early, like before Halloween or else now it's all picked over is what she'll tell you. Oh, it's picked over. <laughs> nothing there there there. she's like do you see anything you like because you better grab it now it's gonna be gone it's gonna be gone you're gonna miss out another question for both of you what do you think of like the tree decorations this year that are coming out that are like 2020 like it's toilet paper rolls or it's like covid christmas or something like that like do we want to memorialize this year on our christmas trees or do we kind of just want to bypass it I don't know what do you think it's not for me but I mean if that's your thing like go for it it's not for me I I I think it's going to be in our brains forever whether we have an ornament or not (laughs) 
I agree. Mom, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't want to see, I love wearing a mask when I go out. I'm like, honestly, such a germaphobe that I might keep wearing it for the rest of my life. But I, I think I don't want to see a surgical mask on my Christmas tree. No. Yeah. No. What I would do instead of that is I'm going to try to find an ornament for 2020 that reminds me of 2020 that's not COVID related. Do you know what I mean? Like, what did I do in 2020? I put so much more energy into my podcasts. So maybe I'll get a microphone ornament and that will remind me, you know, like, and that was a side effect of COVID, you know, like, of course it's been terrible. There have been tiny, tiny little silver linings and I would rather get um, an ornament that reminds me of that, I think. Like maybe a Peloton bike. Oh, very nice. Wait, I want that too. Do they make an ornament? They definitely do. Yeah, they have to. What do you think, Case? Oh, yeah, I agree. And I like your spin on it. I think that's the right way to do it. But I don't want any, yeah, I don't want any masked Santas or anything like that on my Christmas tree. Now, if I had kids and had an elf on the shelf this year, I might toss a little mask on that guy just for laughs. But um, I wouldn't like buy anything that's going to last me future Christmases and remind me of 2020. I love your idea though, Molly, of like figuring out what the silver lining was and putting that on the tree. And eventually you'll just remember that and forget, like it won't remind you of the bad parts. Yeah. I guess I'm just a Debbie Downer because every time I just see an ornament with even just 2020 on it, I'm like, who would buy that? I don't want to <laughs> see that. I don't want to see it. Like just, it has nothing COVID on it. It's just like Christmas 2020. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'll stick to the the other stuff. Um, but funny, you mentioned the elf on the shelf. I saw a thing that cause a lot of the parents like aren't really like, they, they it's cute, but like it's, it's a, they feel like it's a job for them. Somebody wrote that like, they're going to tell their kids that the elf is social distancing. I think that's terrible. That is <laughs> like, they're going to write a note, like, uh, sorry, I can't come this year. Like Santa's got COVID or something like it's terrible. I don't like that. I mean, it can't be that hard. Set an alarm people, set an alarm and get up and move the elf. Just I move know. it. I do feel bad though. Like Imagine when we were little, our parents, Casey, they, they wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have done Elf on the Shelf. No, and we would have been so annoying about it, too. Yeah, we would have had to, like, do it for each other. <laughs> yeah. Your mom would have had, like, the Elf would have a new, like, tiny home oh. every night. And <laughs> it would be, like, cooking you breakfast. It would have been amazing. It would have all the accessories. Because yeah. there's accessories for the Elf. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah. something new. It's a slippery slope. Can you There's also that? mensch on a bench. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? Mensch on a bench. Yeah. I don't know what a mensch is. It's a, it's a part of the Jewish religion, mensch I, I guess. Mensch like a good guy. Like, he's a mensch. Oh, okay. I See, I don't know. But I know, you know, my, my ex-sister-in-law is um, half Jewish. So she does for the boys elf on a shelf and mensch on a bench. It's the same concept, but it's just like old man look with like a beard I don't know that's it's not really as cute. cute I don't think but I mean it is yeah it is cute but munch on a bench actually I might do that with <laughs> someday so yeah it's really funny tell us a little bit about because I know you are Italian and your family mm-hmm. is Ital- super Italian 
you guys do the seven fishes, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that for our listeners who aren't familiar with that tradition? Um, I actually don't remember why you have seven fish, but seven different types of fish on Christmas Eve, what the significance is for Italians. Do do you know? I mean, uh, I I don't know. You do with Jesus. I'll Google it while you're talking. Something like that. We, yeah, that is, um, we usually do like linguine and clam sauce. These, uh, fish called smelts sounds delicious <laughs> it looks like bait it looks like bait fried and my uncles and father like go in on them like they're french fries and i and i am the type of person i will try anything i've tried them they are not for me man like they are not i guess i can't get over the look of them either it lo- literally looks like bait uh it's bad like shrimp and um galamad uh to a couple different ways galamad um i'm trying to think what else and who yeah i love how do you do that so like my aunt my aunt will do like the smelts like my mom will bring like shrimp cocktail my mom will do the um my mom is my grandmother will do uh you know a couple everybody do like baklava um everybody kind of pitches in and we don't do Christmas Eve we do Christmas Eve Eve Mm. um so it's a little more like people have a little more time because it's not like crazy but yeah I don't know if it's happening this year though I don't think it is yeah my grandmother's 90 years old and everybody's kind of living their life I'm in and out of doctor's offices for work like I don't feel comfortable like it's gonna be weird Thanksgiving we're not doing so it stinks so I don't know if we'll have our seven fishes this year but by not having that this year, we'll all hopefully be able to be together next year. And do we'll it, have so. 14 fishes next year. Yes. <laughs> I found this yeah. on the Italy website, which is perfect because oh, I know you're a huge Italy fan. Yeah, it says the, the ancient tradition of eating fish on Christmas Eve dates from the Roman Catholic custom of abstinence from meat and dairy products on the eve of certain holidays, including Christmas. The number seven is rooted in ancient times and can be connected to multiple Catholic symbols. In fact, the seven seems repeated more than 700 times in the Bible. Wow. What kind of shopping are you doing? I'm already done with my nephews and then my little niece, uh, you know, Sophia. Um, So uh, that's it. I'm so bad with like adult presents, I feel like. I just want to give everybody cash. But I like hate the presents. Like I would rather not get any presents and like just not do presents. Like that's what like one of the things of Thanksgiving I love. There's no pressure on it. I just think there's so much pressure to like spend money, especially this year. People don't have their like normal funds, most people. And like I just rather be with people and like laugh and have a good time and get drunk, (laughs) eat good food. I'm not crazy about the presents. You're a very good gift giver. So like I feel like it's, yes, and taste, I believe you are a very good gift giver too. I'm like so bad at it. I just feel like I'm like, I don't know what they're going to like. Like, even if I know something that they like, I still second guess myself. I'm like, no, they're going to hate it. It's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, there's like four colors and you're like, which color could it be? And you spend hours just trying to figure out. Oh, I can't make a decision like that. It's terrible. So I, I, I. what was, I forget what the question was. I think I went off oh, on just, a tangent. Are you doing any shopping? You said you finished for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sophia, so. uh, I'm trying to do local stuff. I mm-hmm. want to like, I want to get like, I'll probably do like gift certificates 
to restaurants and stuff for my parents, for my brother and his girlfriend, like, because that's, that's where people need it right now. That's so, so important. That's, you and know. even buying from the little shops. Like I've been trying to do that so much more for birthdays and stuff. What's your favorite Christmas drink? I like champagne as soon as I wake up on Christmas morning. <laughs> like wake me up with a bottle of champagne, baby. Let's go. Um, what's mm-hmm. your Christmas hangover cure? Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Get right back on the wagon, baby. And what is one gift you want for Christmas this year? Uh, money. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Wonderful. World peace. World Amazing. Peace. Well, and a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. And money. If everyone had more money, we'd probably have world peace. Yes, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for coming on to talk to us all about your incredible decor sense. I'm going to be posting some photos of your stuff, I think, on our Instagram, if that's okay, so that people can see. And keep doing what you're doing because you're a freaking Christmas G. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm so happy. This is so fun. All right, let's talk about some of the Christmas media that came out this week. I watched The Holiday, which stars Emma Roberts. Kristen Chenoweth is also in it um, a little bit. Love her. Yeah, and the lead man is, I don't, I didn't, I hadn't seen him before, but he's Australian and he's very easy on the eyes, so that was nice. And it's, you know, like a rom-com, cute little thing. The premise is that they start dating each other. No, not dating, but they start bringing each other to holidays as their holiday to avoid their families being like trying to set them up with people and asking them why they're single and all of that. So that's the premise. There was a little bit of the cliched, this girl is trying to get over her ex-boyfriend and she's so sad and that kind of stuff that ends up in every rom-com. So what can you do? What's the girl's job in this movie? She works from home, which like was, I don't know how they saw that coming, but she was working from home. It's funny. So she's in her pajamas like all the time and like kind of in a lazy way, you know. That is fascinating because usually rom-coms, they have these fake made up dream jobs that the stereotypical woman would want in the eyes of a Hollywood executive. Like I always think of that film with Amy Adams and the Irish guy, Leap Year, She's a stager for homes. So literally all she does is decorate homes and then never have to work with the client and do what they want. She just decorates things however she wants. Or they work in a bakery. So it's like, it's always something that's sort of stereotypically female and a dream job that people think of as magazine editor. That one's used the most, I think. That is so fascinating that in 2020, and I mean, I'm sure they made this film in 2019, but in 2019, the dream job is work from home in your pajamas all day. Wow. They're not really pitching it as much as a dream job, though. The idea is that she's very, like, kind of stuck in life and she's in her pajamas every day, so it's not helping kind of thing. Wow, I need to watch that because that's how I felt always working from home before the pandemic. I was like, I need to get a job where I'm not working from home. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, no, no one has a job that's not working from home. And everyone understands how miserable it is. But what would you, how would you say this film compared to other holiday movies that you love? It's not as like magical as say A Christmas Prince or The Princess Switch. If we're talking just the Netflix Hallmark kind of stuff, it's more trying to be like a party film. Like they're partying a lot, that kind of thing. But um, it was still a cute little rom-com, you know, like 
I don't watch romantic comedies at all anymore, except at Christmas time. And then I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, it's good to like have that release and watch romantic comedies. So I'm like, I need to just make sure I do this more often, even though people really don't make them anymore, except around Christmas. So it's interesting that Christmas brings those back into your life. Right. You know, I was thinking this week while I was looking for different content for our Instagram, for our Instagram page, you know, a lot of the Venn diagram of people who love Christmas and Disney adults is almost a perfect circle. Do you think? Yes. It is very similar because it, both of those milieus have a really high tolerance for corniness and just complete lightheartedness. A lot of it has to do with good childhood memories, which I don't have with Disney because our parents refused to ever take us until Uncle Luke took us because he didn't have kids. So I've always been very resentful of Disney adults because I'm like, you must have been really rich growing up if you were able to go to Disney every single year. That's crazy, whatever. But now I'm like, okay, I'm also coming from a privileged a privileged position in being a Christmas adult because I have great memories of my family at Christmas. True. And, I, and it is super corny. And I think that's why romantic comedies, this is where I'm going to circle it back. Romantic comedies get big at Christmas each year and they now are only thriving in a Christmas setting because that is the only time of year that we feel safe as a society being that corny. Yeah. And we need to change that. I want to be corny all year round. I know. I have a hard time with it because a lot of corny stuff, I really, it repels me a lot and I need to sort of try to get more, you know, understand why I am so angry about it. Yeah. I don't know. So, but you can watch the corny Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movies and be fine? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll keep watching those every week. I will relieve you of that burden and you can yeah, stick yeah. to the Yeah, class. you do those. I can watch, I mean, like, Love Actually. That is objectively a corny movie because there is nothing prestige about that film. It's all just playing on your heartstrings and kind of emotionally manipulating the audience in a really effective way. That is what I'm talking about. Bridget Jones. Oh my God. I love Bridget Jones. So you can do corny when it's British. Wow. That is profound. But I like other, yeah, I guess the Christmas movies I like that are American are not really rom-coms like Elf, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. They're comedies, just comedies. Yeah. 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 Do you think there's a reason why British holiday films are romantic and ours are more comedy in terms of major studio releases? Um, I don't know if, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's just because of Hugh Grant. Okay, that's it. So Casey, Little Nas X released his much anticipated Christmas single this past Friday. What did you think about it? It's great. I mean, the music video is wild and I love it. Very like futuristic Christmas kind of thing. Um, The song's not as Christmassy or as corny as I would personally like, but it's a bop. How did you feel? Yeah, I feel the same way. It's a great song. I like the hose on hose part. That is very apropos. But yeah, I agree. I wanted it to be cornier because one thing we know about Lil Nas X is that he loves a theme. He made the entire year of 2018 
cowboy themed with the yeehaw agenda and everything. He literally changed culture. So knowing that he had a song coming out called Holiday the month before Christmas, I was thinking that we were going to be gifted with a brand new holiday aesthetic and that it was going to be totally different from anything we'd ever seen before. And that is true, like you said, in terms of the visuals. The song itself, not so Christmassy. So, But also knowing Lil Nas X, we know he loves a remix. So I'm thinking that in the future, in the next few weeks, he's going to be dropping remixes of this song that maybe make it a little more Christmassy sounding in terms of what you would expect from a Christmas single. Okay. I hope that happens. I would love a remix of it. Yeah. It would be great. So Oprah's favorite things came out this week. Yes. We love Oprah. We love her favorite things every single year. It's iconic. She released 72 things. Casey, what did you think about this list? She definitely went with the 2020 theme. A lot of loungewear on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Good suggestions for that. So it's always good. You know, I want to wear what Oprah's wearing at home. It's a bit expensive, but but, you know, I want to be lounging the way that she's lounging. There was a bag for carrying logs that was interesting to me. It was like over $100 and it wasn't actually a bag. Um, so that was interesting. Interesting. And then I think she also had a, she also tried really hard to support black owned businesses in her favorite things. So, I mean, that's yes. just Every, this is the thing I was going to say. So the first thing I heard about this favorite things list for 2020 was that every single thing is available on Amazon. And my immediate reaction was really, we're going to support Amazon right now when so many small businesses are in trouble and Amazon is making money hand over fist from this pandemic and not contributing to society in any way other than obviously getting us stuff that we want on time in the mail, which is nice, but not necessary. I I was really disappointed in that, but this is going to get those black owned businesses to more and more and more people that wouldn't normally check them out because let's be real. People are lazy and people want to shop at Amazon. That's why Amazon is so successful. So by doing this Amazon collab and by making her picks come from black owned businesses, she's really helping those businesses see more of a profit than they would have probably if she had linked only to their website because people are creatures of habit and they don't want to, you know, at first I was really weirded out that she picked Amazon, but then I was like, you know what, this actually is going to help all these businesses so much. So it makes sense. I mean, I shouldn't have ever doubted Oprah. She always knows what she's doing. Yeah. She always knows. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to buy from this list. I love that she had the Telfar bags, the the Bushwick Birkin she has on there, which shows that, you know, she's still cool. And did you see the Tina Turner book? (gasps) Yes, I saw that, but I didn't really fully look into it. That, oh my God, it's $65? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Well, Tina deserves it. Yeah, exactly. And I I was at um, Reese Witherspoon's store and it's in my neighborhood in Nashville. And she had Dolly Parton's book that's coming out now, which is like her life and her lyrics in this like gorgeous coffee table book, but it's $50. Jesus. So I guess that's just the going rate for like a fabulous pop stars coffee table book. Yeah. I'm glad these ladies are getting that kind of money out of it. I gotta say good for them. I also have to say that 
Oprah includes links to independent retailers on her page, on the Oprah Mag page that is the master list of all of the favorite thing stuff. She includes a link to the independent retailer and to Amazon so people can pick which one they want. And I think, yeah, that's just, like I said, a great, a great way to do it. She's doing corksicle mugs, truffle sriracha. Get out of here. So Molly, I think you had a very fun call with Bed Bath & Beyond this week. I got to sit in on a press preview with Bed Bath & Beyond of all of the stuff that they're selling specifically for this holiday season. And they had the author of Celebrate Everything, Darcy Miller. She was on there giving us all these tips. The coolest things that stood out for me, first of all, was Bed Bath & Beyond has a new line of furniture for outdoor seating so that people can celebrate the holidays outside since you know, obviously COVID doesn't spread as much outside. So anyone who's in need of that stuff, definitely go to Bed Bath because they have got you covered. It's really cute and nice and everything. And they have that in mind. So if you go in and you say, oh, I need this, this, and this, they're not going to be like, oh, I didn't think of that. Like they're going to actually know what to give you. And then the second thing that she suggested, which I thought was so genius, she said for your guests who come, if you're hosting an outdoor holiday, Take a little mug and put all the ingredients for a hot toddy in it and hand one out to each guest. And then you just have like, you know, a little hot um, drink dispenser in one spot, but they've got all the little stuff that goes into the hot toddy, like the fruits and everything and the cinnamon stick. You put that all in the mug so that everyone can make their own hot toddy without having to get too close to each other. I just thought that was so genius. That's really cute. Yeah. It was great because that's the thing with all the outdoor stuff is you can't just have a little station set up where everybody's mingling in with their own, with each other's food. They're not supposed to touch each other's stuff. So you kind of have to think of ways to get everything to be, you know, parceled out. Yeah. And the bathroom situation is also what's tricky with outdoor gatherings. Yeah, but you're allowed to go inside to go to the bathroom one at a time. What was your, I heard you got a really good Christmas product this week. I did. So I just went um, yesterday to Uncommon James. This is Kristen Cavallari of Laguna Beach fame. Her store in Nashville is where it's headquartered. And I got this Tennessee pine. This is a four ounce candle. So it's going to burn for 20 hours. It was $10. And it smells like pine trees, which I have to have a pine or fir candle burning at all times, like uh, during the Christmas holiday season, because I use a fake tree, so it doesn't smell like a tree on its own. So it just, it smells like going to Christmas Eve at our grandma's house. Like, it's just so nice. Oh, I can't smell it. Will you send me one? Maybe. Maybe not. It will probably cost a hundred dollars. It'll probably cost a hundred dollars. Do they have? Do you think they have those in London? Some like pine candles and stuff. I ordered a pine candle from Amazon. Unfortunately, sorry everybody, and <laughs> it sucks. You can't even smell it. Like when I light it, it just like if you put your face right next to it, you can smell it, but it doesn't really have much. It doesn't have any legs on it. You know, you just can't uh- really smell it. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, you can't really buy candles online. Like, I keep wanting to go on Etsy and, like, shop some, you know, small businesses for candles. But if you can't smell it, you're just taking a gamble. Yeah. 
But something that does smell good is my Christmas product of the week, which is Naked Brand Pumpkin Spice Deodorant. <laughs> okay. I got it shipped from the US to the UK, which was expensive. It oh was God. stupid, but I just was like, I can't find anything pumpkin spice. And this is the only thing I can find that is going to smell good. And it smells so good. And it's, <laughs> I know it sounds really weird to have like pumpkin spice armpits, but I just, I recommend it. Okay. It's nice. It's so nice. And it smells kind of warm and cozy you know they make dove makes like vanilla deodorant so i would say this is an offshoot of that okay let's say that it's really nice i think you would really like it if you tried it i probably would really like it it's just that i associate pumpkin smells with eating something so it's a bit of a conflict of interest i heard we have a little guest we do have a guest my friend carlos is here Come on in, Carlos. Ho, 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 snitches. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Are you Hi. feeling jolly today? I'm feeling pretty jolly, honestly. You like, guys looked jolly on Instagram last night. Oh, we were having a jolly holly time in Nashville. <laughs> and today I'm wearing my drummer boy pajamas. <gasps> pum, pum, pum. From oh, the my God. I need silk. Let me see. Hold it up to the camera so I can see it. Matching pants. Oh, wow. Those are so cute. Where did you get them? Um, from this shop called Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sounds so bougie. Yes, they... I'm actually, hopefully none of my other friends are listening to this podcast. Well, hopefully they are, but they are not going to hear that I'm getting everyone a pair for Christmas. That's beautiful. I can't wait. What's it like sleeping in silk jammies? Don't you get sweaty? So you would think that. And actually, it's pretty comfortable. A lot of people don't realize that the silk actually absorbs a lot of that heat that your body naturally gives off. So it's like sleeping in a cloud. So Carlos, you grew up in California. I did, yes. So this in California is very different. Yeah, it must be so weird having it be hot at Christmas. It actually is amazing because I remember growing up, Christmas was every morning on Christmas, we open up all the windows, open up the doors, go out back and start grilling. That's like a Christmas morning. <laughs> that is really nice. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's great. But I've also really learned to love and cherish the stereotypical East Coast Christmas because I've lived in Philadelphia for 10 years now. And I've had my fair share of East Coast Christmases and they are very different. A lot of East Coast parents are very Christmas crazy. More, like really? it's more so a thing than in LA. Yeah, for sure. Can you explain? So... I've met a lot of families that have Christmas rituals that are very, very strict. Okay. But wait. maybe not strict. Let's say traditional. Okay. So Casey has told me in your pre-interview, you explained a very interesting Christmas tradition that your family does. Your family is of Mexican descent and yeah. you have, and this is a 
tell us about this tradition. So we are Los Angelinos, but we have Mexican heritage. I'm first generation American. But I remember growing up on Christmas, we would have to put our shoes on the steps. Me and my older sister, we would put a shoe on the step. And every morning, we would hope that the Christmas rat was going to leave money for us. And this was something that my dad said was normal. (laughs) So the Christmas rat would leave us goodies. And I think what I learned over time was that is the equivalent of a stocking being stuffed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But by a rat. By a Christmas rat, yeah. Do you think your dad just made that up to mess with you? Or is it a real thing? It might have been something to try to tie. It might have been a rat that was under Jesus being birthed in that shed. And <laughs> I think I tied some of that into it. But, you know, I, I actually had to ask him, was this a real thing? He hasn't responded yet. <laughs> I might have to pop into a future episode with an update on the Christmas wrap. Yeah, that's a good idea. So why do you guys think it is that that Christmas seems to have a little bit of a foot fetish? What's with the shoes and the socks and the stockings? What are we doing here? Wow, that's actually pretty deep. I've never thought about all the feet in Christmas. I think they're just good containers for little gifts. Yeah, but so is a coffee mug. Or a bowl. Or a sack. Or a, gl- <laughs> or a glove. <laughs> or a what? A glove? Yeah, yeah, or a mitten. What's with all the foot stuff? I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to circle back on that one, too. So, Carlos, what other traditions did you have in L.A. in your family that you don't see so much on the East Coast? <laughs> it's very hard to distinguish <laughs> traditions because a lot of it is just tied to, like, my heritage. But there's... Something that I love about an East Coast American Christmas, I feel like it is the epitome of American culture. There is just so much regularity in the things that you do. There's the Christmas caroling. There's the Christmas Eve dinner. There is the stuffed stockings. And I love it. I actually had a great Christmas last year. I spent it with my partner's family. Mm. And... They got a stocking for me. We had a great Christmas morning where everyone took turns opening gifts. And my partner's mom has to make sure that everyone has the same number of presents. So That's so sweet. It was very sweet. It was very fun. And I just love a good Christmas morning breakfast. Mm. What did they have for... What do you... Wait, okay... What did they have at that Christmas breakfast? But also, what does your family eat right. in L.A. on Christmas? Yeah, so Christmas morning, we have menudo, which is like a Christmas... Well, it's actually just a soup that we eat for celebration. Um, it's filled with lots of different cow organs. And it's amazing. <laughs> I love some tripe, only in my menudo. <laughs> I did not. Your grandma made me the menudo yeah. when I met your family. <laughs> I yes. didn't know what was in it. No, you didn't. But it was delish. What so, does it taste like? Like black pudding? No, it's a soup. It's like a it's spicy soup. It's soup with like, um, the, what are those corn beans? Yeah, those little baby corns. It's like a oh. tiny corn cob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those called? I don't know. It's almost like a chickpea, but not as bland. 
So yeah. it has like a nice little carb in there with some meat and you mix in some oregano and red pepper flakes and fresh squeezed lemon. <clears throat> yeah, the lemon is nice. So it's like a good hangover broth, honestly. Yeah, and then we that's... have homemade tamales and uh, honestly, like chilaquiles. I don't know if you guys know what that, that is, but it's tortilla chips doused in a spicy tomatillo sauce and then you crack like a fried egg on top. So oh. that's kind of what we do on a Christmas morning. And then we would, you know, grill some huesitos, which are okay. little steak niblets, like a little, yeah, like little steak niblets. Oh my God. And that's just kind of what we would have for Christmas morning. But I've spent like so many Christmases on the East Coast because over the past 10 years living here, I haven't had the opportunity to go home every year. And I always have a Christmas morning, like leftover ham and eggs mm. and French toast. I'm not quite sure what is a traditional Christmas morning breakfast though, because I feel like it's just a glam breakfast. Yeah, I don't know if we don't really have a traditional Christmas morning breakfast. Our Aunt Kate makes a really good French toast casserole. Yeah, that around me of it. For that. I can't remember if she does that on Thanksgiving or Christmas, but that's really fabulous. I think French toast yeah. is definitely the way to go. Yeah, your breakfast though, Carlos, sounds banging. And I'm just like gonna cry because there's no good Mexican food in London. And it's the it's like the biggest culinary downside of living in London or in Europe is that there's no Mexican food. And there's a few places that try, but it's just not at all close. So that sounds awesome. I can't even remember a single thing we've ever had Christmas morning because our parents don't really cook. <laughs> <laughs> it's really every man for himself around mealtime in the Malshine household. But whenever we would stay at grandma's, Aunt Peggy would make like eggs and bacon, I would say. Yeah. And mommy yeah. makes eggs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, daddy eats Entenmann's crumb cake every single day, probably for the past 40 years for breakfast and nothing else. And then doesn't eat again until 10 p.m. And yeah, it's just kind of every man for himself. It's really interesting hearing you say that because now that I think about it, a lot of white people just eat the same stuff on Christmas that they eat on any holiday for breakfast. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just all about the merry, Christmassy, cheery togetherness that makes it a good Christmas breakfast. Yeah. But so my Christmas breakfast is literally like, we do not eat like that all year round. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So what, you wouldn't eat menudo year-round? I would only crack open a can of menudo when I am back home visiting because it's almost like a... Nostalgia. Exactly, it's like a nostalgic thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, definitely no. We have such a big Christmas Eve in our family that Christmas Day for our immediate family is just like so chill. Like we're really just like chilling. Sometimes we go to the movies, like we are just hanging out in our like jammies all day. So I feel like that's why we don't do much breakfast. We usually get around to making a good dinner. Like you cook a lot of good good Christmas dinners in the past, but in the morning we're just like, ah, you know, like just, and we're still kind of like full from the fabulous ham on and pierogies on Christmas Eve. Yeah. We've got our Christmas Eve menu at some point, but. I'm really interested to know from the listeners what they do on Christmas Day, because it sounds like your family and my family, we just do the same thing. We bum it on Christmas morning. That's all you want to do. 
Yeah. Turn on some movies and lounge around. Like, check out your new gadgets and just kick it. Exactly. I feel like I eat chocolate for breakfast on Christmas morning now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I just eat whatever <laughs> chocolate is lying around because I'm like, this is my one chance to eat chocolate for breakfast and not feel bad about it. So, Carlos, how are you going through the Christmas motions differently because of the pandemic? This is definitely the first time I'm just buying gifts a bit sooner and just shipping them in a gift wrap with a note. A lot of websites do that now. So I got my mom an air fryer and I'm still thinking about what to get my dad, but I'm just going to send them over and they're going to be nicely wrapped with a beautiful message. And obviously, you know, COVID times, some FaceTiming. I think that's what's going to be in store for this Christmas. But I know that this is just going to happen this year and we will survive this and be back next year. Yes. I think that's a really good point. I've been hearing a lot of things from small businesses that like you should order things sooner because shipping is just going to be so difficult this year. So definitely a good idea to ship things, to order things that need to be shipped sooner rather than later this Christmas. For sure. Okay. Rapid fire round. Carlos, are you ready? Oh, let me get my Christmas bells. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite Christmas drink? Um, tequila. <laughs> You're like, oh, white people are the ones that do the same thing at Christmas as they do the rest of the year. And then it's like, what's your favorite Christmas drink? A shot of tequila. <laughs> oh, no, it's Patron Cafe. We do have that for Christmas morning. Okay, okay. That, that's more Christmassy, more Christmassy. Because I've hung out with you and I know that tequila is a 12-month-a-year. <laughs> <laughs> it just flows. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas hangover cure? Sitting in the shower. <laughs> You're good at the rapid With a candle, fire. with a candle. With a candle, with a candle. With a pine-scented candle. Yes, oh my God. Def- I actually bought a Nashville pine candle. That was my product. I brought it up. He, he bought it too. Oh, nice. What's your favorite Christmas music to listen to when you're sitting on the shower hungover? Mariah Carey. It's mm. just, it, it just soothes the bones. Mm-hmm. It does, it does. What's your favorite Christmas food? Menudo. What's your least favorite Christmas food? Stuffing. Really? Mm-hmm. That's some white people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they don't like stuffing. I think it's just I've had so many variations of stuffing that I don't know what stuffing should be. I don't know. It's literally just wet bread. <laughs> In a muffin shape. I will say, I heard last week's episode, I kind of want a turkey ball muffin stuffing. I know. I've dragged her for that, but deep down I knew that it was sounded better than anything I have made this week. I got a lot more votes for yes on my Instagram to that than no. So yeah, I think we need to revisit that. I think you might need to do a tutorial, TBH, of that. Okay. Yeah. And final rapid fire question. What is one gift you want for Christmas this year? Ooh, I sent my partner a link for a beautiful leather wallet that has a chip in it so I could track it because I lose my wallet (laughs) and I'm hoping it's going to come through Santa's sleigh. 
Okay, I'm going to inception that and say a really good idea is to buy that for your partner, not you, but anyone in general, so that they can track them. <gasps> that's, that's genius. Yes. Wow. That's Double kind of like seven. converting the find my friends. Yeah. Well, wow. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that more. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carlos. And we hope that you have a great Christmas wherever you end up. Thank you. This has been a holly jolly time, really. I am so ready to just dive into December. I love that you Brits don't have Thanksgiving. It's giving me a lot of cheer. It's amazing. No one even has to pretend. And it's so funny because in the US, I feel like whenever Christmas starts early, people are like, oh, America is so messed up because of this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, America's the only country that celebrates Christmas where you have to wait until after another holiday. Like everyone else just starts when they want to start because they don't have to wait for Thanksgiving. So yeah. We got, yeah. I mean, we got the short end of the stick, but we do bang out a good holiday December. Yeah. I think it's good because Thanksgiving is becoming, you know, it's, pretty problematic. So people are becoming more and more willing to overlook it. Yeah. Nobody needs more nativism in their life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Casey, it has been a wonderful week for Christmas news. Let's close on our holiday cheermeisters for the week. Who is your holiday cheermeister, Casey? My holiday cheermeister is the city of Cincinnati because they brought in this tree for their tree lighting that's just kind of sad. It's like a gigantic Charlie Brown tree, basically. So, they, and they just like acknowledged it and were like, we know it's 2020. The, this tree kind of represents 2020, but we promise we're going to try and fix it. And I don't know how they're gonna do that but I'm I love a good glow up a tree glow up could be even better it's like 25% of the tree is just missing and then another part is all splotchy it's 65 feet tall it's like what else should there be in the midwest besides Christmas tree farms but this is the best one they could find (laughs) exactly the tree looks like it was road hard and put away wet but the thing that I really like about that tree is because I did see this online. The the city of Cincinnati, they put out a statement. They were like, hey, our tree had a long journey to get here. She's not looking her best and we're going to spruce her up and she's going to be okay. Spruce her up. Yeah. Pun intended. Get it? Yeah, I appreciate them owning it and acknowledging it. And yeah, you know, we we're, that, that tree is all of us right now. It really, really is. I mean, what more does the year 2020 deserve than a broken toilet brush Christmas tree? For real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So who's your holiday cheermeister this week? My holiday cheermeister this week is the entire cast of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because, oh my God, I this, this new series could not have come at a better time because it's not Christmas themed per se, but it's in the mountains. So they're all in the best sort of festive clothes the whole time they're all bundled up the women are so interesting and different i have never seen a cast of a reality show 
quite like this before. It really is a new breed of show, and whoever did the casting deserves 12 Emmys. Um, The show is airing on Thursdays, I believe, and it's just, like I said, couldn't come at a better time, and it really made me feel very Christmassy, and it made me long for some snow in my life. What are your Christmas projects for this week? What are you working on? I I think maybe I will decorate and get the tree up. I also need to plan out Thanksgiving a little bit, start thinking about my menu. Mm, Yeah, that's important. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to watch a couple of the new movies that are coming out this week too. So it's going to be a hodgepodge of various merriment. Nice. What's your project this week? My project also is the tree. Our tree came in the mail. We're going to put it up. We're going to put all of the beautiful baubles that I purchased from Paper Chase on to, onto the tree. I got a bird for the tree topper because you know I love birds. Oh my gosh. It's That's kind so, of her. It's so cute. It's so cute. And like I said in our interview with Jess, I've decided that my theme is like a classic 1960s Christmas. So now that I have that theme and I can just sort of go forth with that, I'm very excited. That's really good, actually. I think I might need to establish a theme for my Christmas decorations. I don't have a pointed theme as of yet. So on our Christmas tree, we have a lot of um, ornaments from places that we've been. Like I always try and get one when we go traveling. So that's kind of a theme, but it doesn't it's aesthetically not really a theme because they all look a little bit different. So yeah, yeah I think I have to try and go for, uh, I, I like like a glamorous kind of look with a lot of gold and glitter. Yes. Oh yeah. Do that. You should do that. That's great. We love a glam look. Love a glam look. So I'll keep you posted. Great. Well, until next week, Tace, this has been the Christmas news. Have a holly jolly week. Have a holly jolly week. Yeah. I love that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.